Welcome to the Apartment Investor Show, where we help you get smart and invest smarter in multifamily real estate. I'm your host, JC Castillo, founder and managing principal of the Multifamily Property Group. And joining me as always is my co-host, Paul Peebles, national underwriter for Old Capital Lending. Hey, thanks, JC. Appreciate the intro. Today, it's going to be kind of a special uh, podcast, little video on uh, who you should be choking in the transaction. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, the and one what to choke. By, yeah, what do I mean by that? So a lot of people buy these properties and syndications, and a lot of people have heard my airplane analogy and how we buy these properties. There's the captain, the first officer, and the people in the back. And those are the limited partners in these transactions. So today, JC and I are going to talk a little bit about some of the roles that people play in doing uh, a partnership syndication and how you buy multifamily. So really, this is for the, the eyes and ears for passive investors. And, and we want to kind of have you understand a little bit uh, of kind of define who the person you're talking to that may be talking to you about putting your hard-earned money into a real estate syndication. So, JC, I'm going to kind of let you run with this idea. Yeah, absolutely, Paul. You know, I think, you know, the inspiration behind this episode really came to us uh, from one of my buddies who reached out to me and said, hey, you know what, JC, I've got this deal that I'm thinking about investing in. And I'd like to know what you think about the deal. You know, here's the financials. Here's the business plan. Um, You know, here's the location of the property. You know, tell me if you really like this deal. And really, the first thing I asked him was, well, before we get to all that, why don't you tell me about the sponsors, right? Tell me about the people that are doing this deal. Tell me about the person that's actually asking you to participate in the deal. And what do you know about them? And so really the important, the importance of this story is that all the viewers out there are going through the same challenges if they're passively investing in these syndications, these real estate syndications, where it's not just enough to know about the property, to know about the location. Those are certainly important. But the first thing you want to start with is what are these sponsors doing? Who are these sponsors? What are their functions? And who is the one neck to choke, the person that you're going to look for to make sure that this property is being executed the way it's supposed to be? And so really, that's the theme behind what we want to talk about today. I've got a couple slides. I want to fly through them. I think it'll help to give a little bit of color, Paul, in terms of how uh, these deals come together and what are the most important questions that you need to be asking if you're a passive investor. So let me go ahead and share the slides. Great. So um, let's talk about real estate syndications and what the major functions are behind these syndications. So if you're a passive investor and you're looking at one of these syndications, step number one is really to identify the business model um, and identify what exactly the sponsor that's pitching you on the deal is responsible for inside of this this syndication, these functions. So if we, if we look at a, a syndication, we're going to see that there's five major roles, major functions that happen inside of a syndication. Uh, the first thing is capital funding, right? So who's raising the money uh, that's going to go into, uh, into this, uh, this property or this syndication? The second thing we're going to look at is who's underwriting, sourcing, and acquiring these deals? Who's the person that's looking for these deals? The third thing is who is the person that's actually doing the value add? And what do we mean by value add? Well, what we mean by value add is, you know, when we buy these deals, these value add deals, we're, we're typically going to capitalize them with a certain amount of money, which we're going to use to upgrade the property for things like, you know, exterior building, paint. Maybe we're going to replace the roof. We're going to spruce up the amenities. Uh, we're definitely going to do some unit upgrades. 
So who's actually responsible to execute that value add plan? Who's going to asset manage the property, right? So what do we mean by asset management? Well, asset management most simply means who's going to make sure that the execution of the, of the, of the deal is going uh, according to the business plan, the original investment summary that was put together. Asset management is obviously an important piece of these deals. And the last piece is who's going to property manage the deal, meaning who's going to handle the daily operations with the on-site staff, the accounting, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, step number one for all you passive investors out there is to understand the person that's pitching you on the deal, the sponsor that is, that's talking to you about this great opportunity, where do they fit into the big picture? And once you understand that, I think you can just start to do some more homework on the key pieces and the key players in the deal. So let's talk about the, the core functions of a real estate syndication. So if we really focus on what's really important and what, what really can, can, can go wrong and what can hurt you in a real estate syndication, it really comes down to the pieces in orange, okay? So you're going to have this, the, the person finding the deal, the person executing the value add, and the person asset management managing the property. Those are going to be really the core functions that you really don't want to pay attention to. And you're really going to want to know who the person is or the company that is to say that's going to be executing those functions. In the particular case of my buddy uh, and the story that I told you about originally, he actually was approached by a person that was raising money um, for the main company that would be executing the core function. So in, in this particular deal, um, there's a couple of different capital funding uh, entities that are going out there and pitching these deals um, from these, uh, these core function syndicators. And so you want to be really aware of the fact that you can do all the due diligence you want on the people that are raising the money. But ultimately, if we look here, the core function uh, functions are happening inside of a company that it has nothing to do uh, in a lot of cases with the capital funders. And so if you don't do your homework on who the, 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 the core function company is, then you're really kind of missing the boat on whether or not this is a deal with an appropriate risk level that you should be putting your money into. Obviously, all this comes down to the one neck to choke, right? And so property management is also sort of a secondary uh, piece of that. You know, you, obviously, most times the property management company is going to be a third party from the core function but you still, as a passive investor, want to at least do a little bit of homework on who that third-party management company is because that's definitely going to be another key part of whether this deal is going to be successful for you as an investor or not. So there's three basic models that I want to quickly cover in terms of the type of syndication models. And I want to cover some of the pluses and the minuses um, of these syndication models. The first one is, is what I call an outsourced uh, syndication model. And what I mean by that is that the core functions, again, the, the areas in orange, are handled by third parties that are unrelated to the sponsor that's basically pitching you on the deal and having you invest in the deal. And so in the example of my buddy, he's basically going to be putting his money into a company that is basically collecting capital and deploying it into work with a syndication or an operation company of their choosing to go ahead and get the actual work done. So, you know, the negatives of, of this model are obviously, you know, there's a, a decreased amount of execution predictability. Um, basically, you know, a lot of times there can be too many chiefs 
and not enough Indians, right? Because if something goes wrong, and let's say you've got two different sources of capital funding groups that put the money into the deal, and now you've got a, a main sort of operator that's executing, and you're an investor that's got some issues with the deal or some concerns, who are you going to go to to figure out what's broken? Because you're working with the, the front end people, right? And so if you haven't built a relationship with the, with the, uh, the, the core function uh, operations company, you could find yourself in a little bit of hot water. And obviously, there's also a negative in terms of the lower degree of accountability. Again, um, you know, you're not sure exactly who you should talk to to make sure that the deal's going going well. Um, now, on the, there is some positives, and again, I'm not here to 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 say that one model is 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 good or bad, or or better than the rest. What I'm here to do is really point out the pluses and the minuses. The positive of this model actually is. And it's a, it's, a, it's a great positive, and that is that the, the amount of deal flow um, that an outsourced syndication model can give you is, is pretty good because if you think about it, the capital funders can choose from multiple sources of, of operators or executors. So they can go pick a, a good company in, in Phoenix, a good company in Dallas, a good company in Atlanta, for example, and they can work with all three. And so they've got a lot more deals to choose from. So you're going to have a lot more deal flow. And also you're going to have better diversity of location when you're putting your money into these, into these investments. So that's really the outsource model is really the first model. The second model is the, um, the standard syndication model, what I call standard. So this is more of your vanilla flavor um, syndication model, which you're going to see quite often. And that's where the core functions are actually handled in-house. So what you see here in blue is that all of the core functions are actually handled by one single company. And the, really the only thing that is outsourced is the property management company. Um, that's gonna be a real typical type of a, a syndication model, but that's gonna give you on the plus side, it's gonna give you increased execution predictability. So what I mean by that is because everything is happening under one roof for the most part, there's gonna be a very high level of predictability for the sponsor because he's not having to wonder what the, um, what, for example, the operations execution company is going to do or not do when he's raising the money. It's all under one roof. So for the passive investor, you're going to see an increased execution predictability. And there's also going to be a higher degree of accountability for the investor because as you can see, it's pretty easy to know what company to go to if there's a problem with the deal. You're going to go to the main operator, the main executor here. It's one company. Um, the downside of this model is you're still kind of uh, the property management company is still what I would call the wild card in the deal. So if you do all your homework on the syndication company and everything checks out, but for example, they partner with maybe a not so great property management company that may not be familiar with the, the nuances of that particular project, the project could fail not because of the, the syndicator, but it could fail because of bad management. So, um, Again, this is a great model. This is a real vanilla model. A lot of people are doing this very successfully. But in this model, you want to pay attention to not just the operator, but also to the property management company. So the third and the last model is what, what people will refer to, and you'll hear this if you're a passive investor. It's called a vertically integrated syndicator or an integrated syndication model. So this is where the core functions of the, uh, the syndication and also the property management itself are all handled by one company handled in-house. And so that's where you have um, everything under the sun that has to do with the execution happening by one company. 
Um, just to give you a heads up, multifamily property group, our company, we are in fact uh, a, a fully integrated, vertically in integrated syndication company. And so we have our own management company, for example, um, that handles a lot of the, that handles all of the management of our own assets. Um, you know, and again, all these models have pluses and minuses. First of all, let's talk about the pluses, the pluses of this model. The pluses are that there's a high, a higher degree, a very high degree of execution, predictability, and efficiencies because the process that's put in place across the board is similar uh, and, and predictable from every part, including the management piece. So there's, there's a defined pr a process in place for, for the management and the asset management working together, et cetera, et cetera, as opposed to, let's say, having several different property management companies with several different output scenarios for things that can, get, that can make it a little bit harder to know uh, from deal to deal how things are coming together. The other thing is that there's definitely a single point of accountability or one neck to choke with this model. Um, the downside of this model is that there is more of a limited amount of deal flow and location diversity. And that's simply because if you're a vertically integrated shop, it's really not that easy for you to go set up shop in any single market across the U.S. because obviously you've got a management company with boots on the ground. So you're going to be limited to where you've already got an established and uh, an established management base uh, in terms of the deals that you're going to be looking for. And so there's going to be definitely from a passive investor perspective, it's going to be less deal flow to look at if you're looking to get into many different deals. Um, so those are the three different types of models. You got the, you got the fully integrated model, you got the standard vanilla model that outsources property management, and then you got what we call the outsource model, which basically is, for example, somebody that's just raising capital and putting into many different deals. So hopefully for all you passive investors, that's a real helpful overview on number one, the key things to look at uh, when you're being pitched on a deal by a sponsor. And number two, why it's so important to do the homework on the core functions uh, of the syndication to make sure that you're putting your money in a good investment. All right. I like it. Some great information about uh, how some of these transactions get structured. So don't forget about coming to the Old Capital Multifamily Conference on October 24th, 25th. Find a way to get down to Dallas and come see us. We'll have seven 800 people at the House of Blues in Dallas. It's a great opportunity to network and meet your next partner. So we appreciate that. JC, anything more to add? Hey, you're going to meet me at the Old Capital Conference. I'll be there. And if you need to get a hold of me, you can schedule a free consultation with my company. Just go to multifamilypropertygroup.com, get a hold of us, and we'd be happy to talk with you about how we might be able to help out. That's all we got for today. Have a great day, folks. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you.